Hey, I am Jess, and I'm obsessed with all things nutrition, science, and helping you navigate this information while maintaining a deep sense of peace and empowerment in your body. I'm a registered dietitian who started out with an eating disorder and then fell in love with learning about how God intricately designed our bodies to be resilient and so much more than superficially beautiful. I am now a mama who loves to be healthy, not because of how it makes me look, but because of how it has transformed the energy I can give to my family, my friends, and you. On this show, we hit on real talk around the latest nutrition science and body image resiliency, all while balancing it between grit and grace. Think of this as your weekly audio copy to encourage your empowered eating journey. This is the Fuel Her Awesome podcast. Welcome to the second week of 2024. I mean, here we are. (laughs) Ready or not, my friend, whether you're someone that loves this time of year or you feel like you have just, like you're still recovering from the tilt-a-whirl of the holiday season, here we are. We're here. And I'm excited to have this conversation today because we are knee-deep, knee-deep in weight loss season. It is the time of year where detoxes, weight loss, cut carbs, chicken. Somebody told me it's like chicken and rice season where everybody's eating chicken and rice. That is what is happening in our world right now. And so I think it's a really good time to have this conversation about what works and what doesn't. How does our metabolism work? And how can I see through all the minutiae and like stay the empowered eating course? Now, I just want to like throw this out here. So I am someone who believes in empowered eating. I am someone who believes in you defining health based and your health goals based on what you value. Sometimes that includes weight loss. Sometimes it doesn't. Wherever you fall on that spectrum, there's one thing I can say for certain, no matter what your goal is, you, my friend, are worthy in the body you are in. Even if you need to make changes for better health, even if you feel like you would like it to be a little bit different, that's okay. And and is the operative word here. You are amazing the way you are. I think so many of us, like we think we don't have a body bully. We think like, oh, I don't really talk negatively about myself. And yet when we walk into a room, we are sizing ourselves up against all the other women around us trying to figure out if our body is acceptable as it is. And so as we enter weight loss season, we're going to have some of these conversations about nutrition science and empowered eating. But I just want to, from the get-go, say to whoever is listening, my friend, no matter what you are working on this year, whether it's mental health, physical health, whatever it is, you in the body you are in right now is wonderful. And I know this because you are here and because you're doing incredible things. And I don't know who along the way told you your body was not worthy, that it wasn't enough, that it doesn't live up to what it should be. Wherever that came from, I just want to be the voice of something different this year that says like you are enough, you are beautiful. And we are looking at deeper levels of beauty in this podcast. And I know this is a challenge because we are in a world that tells us our body size matters. And for those of us that are willing to stand up and not buy into that and do the thing anyways, right? Like take up emotional and physical space, even in the body we are in. I just want you to know you are a world changer. You are breaking the cycle for the next generation. So thank you for being here today. Okay, so we are talking about how your metabolism works and why cutting carbs won't. Now, before I dive into this, I do, I just got to tell you guys, I'm so excited. So I I've been working with women in this virtual space now for just about two and a half years. And one of the things that has popped up 
is I can give y'all all the tools to become an empowered eater and you can have the best of intentions to become an empowered eater. But if your environment is not set up to support it, we are setting you up. It's like a trap. I kind of think of it like when I tell my kid to do two things in a row, my little seven-year-old, bless his heart, he is an adventurous spirit. But if I tell him like Ronan, go, you know, put this in the bathroom and then go put your laundry away in your room, like he just can't do it. And he can't do it because his adventurous mind goes and does the first thing I've asked. And then he like finds a toy and then he starts playing with it. And before you know it, 30 minutes have gone by And he's nowhere near the laundry in his room putting it away. (laughs) This is what happens with us on our empowered eating journey. We can have all of the tools and then we go into our kitchen and we're like, yeah, I just had this session with Jess or I just, you know, I thought about how I'm going to take better care of my body. And I walk into my kitchen and there is insert whatever, you know, kind of food triggers your behaviors. And there it is. And all of a sudden you're distracted and your adventurous little mind takes you to a new place and you're doing the very thing that maybe you didn't want to do. So (laughs) we can have all the tools, but we have to set up our environment for success. So I put together this program for you all. It is a 30-day empowered eating boot camp. And this is where we create an environment. We go into your kitchen, we go into your pantry, we go into your refrigerator, your freezer, and your closet and get rid of that which is emotionally activating or perhaps sends you down off of the path of empowered eating and put things in there that encourages you. It is a 30-day program. It's a quick and easy pod course, which means it is an audio file that you download and you listen to as the weeks go on. And you have weekly assignments. And the very best part is at the end of it, we do a one-on-one session where we recap what worked and what we need to do going forward. I put that very strategically at the end of the program as a form of accountability. So in other words, when you sign up for this program, you work through it. And at the end of it, we got to meet and we got to talk through it. And I know me, like I have recently signed up for some new coaching programs and like I was all gung-ho at the beginning and signed up and got started. And I was so grateful that I had a one-on-one session on the calendar a few weeks later because between the sign-up time and my actual scheduled time to meet with my coach, I had encountered many obstacles. I was feeling a little discouraged. Not everything went as I thought it would. And so I needed that date on the calendar to one, hold me accountable to continue to move forward. And also as a point of contact to discuss what's working and and pivot. So I have specifically set this up for you guys to kickstart your year to make your environment one that supports empowered eating. So you can find details on this at jessbrownrd.com forward slash bootcamp. Go ahead and check it out. The price is set for this month, but it's actually going to jump up at the end of January. So if you want to get into the program and snag that one-on-one session with me, do it this month because it'll jump in February. And yikes, that will be here before you know it. Okay, but that's another story. Let's talk about your metabolism. So we're going to have like a little metabolism one-on-one session here. This is something that you may or may not know, but I'm going to start from the beginning just in case any of you don't have this like base knowledge. So when I was in high school, I had this thought that like you only burned calories when you exercised. And you know what's funny? I mean, I think many of us in our adult life, we've grown beyond this. We know that you have like a basal metabolic rate. But I still work with a lot of teenagers and they don't know this. So I'm talking about it here because if you have teenagers, go talk about this at home. (laughs) There are so many teenagers that still don't have this concept. And I was one of them. 
I didn't realize that our body had this basal metabolic rate. So let's break down the overall energy needs that you have on a 24-hour basis. So at the base, we have your resting metabolic rate or your basal metabolic rate. This is the amount of calories your body burns in a 24-hour period. So this is how much energy it costs for you to be alive. Now, a quick pause. I'm going to use the words calories and energy interchangeably because they are one and the same. Calories our culture has like hijacked this word and made it this like nasty little gremlin that we want to avoid, but it's really just a unit of measurement of energy. Like when they test food or energy levels in food, they have this whole system where they actually burn the food and they see how much energy is required to raise one milliliter of water, one degree Celsius. And that my friend is a calorie. So you will hear me use those words interchangeably here on the show today. Okay. So we have that 24 hour energy requirement and that's for our body to do all the things we don't think about. Like our heart to beat, our lungs to breathe, our hair to grow, our eyes to blink, all of the things our body just naturally and incredibly does on its own, that is powered by our resting metabolic rate and that requires energy. This is going to range in individuals pretty much anywhere between like 1,100 calories and like 1,800 calories depending on your height and you know how much lean tissue you carry, your age, how much you're growing, all of the above. So we have your resting metabolic rate. Then we have something called your activities of daily living. Now, this is the category of energy expenditure that is like the stuff we choose to do that may not be exercise. So like going to brush your teeth, walking up and down the stairs, going to do the dishes. These are activities of daily living. This tacks on another layer of energy that is expended during the day. Then we have something called the thermic effect of food. This is the energy cost of digesting food. Anytime we eat something, the food goes into our stomach and our body starts to produce all of these acidic juices and enzymes and it starts to break down the food we eat. Well, where do those juices and enzymes come from? They come from calories, they're proteins, they're micronutrients, they come from the food we eat. So there's this thermic effect of food, which is about 10% of the food we eat. So in other words, Like if you eat 2,000 calories in a day, about 10% of that, so 200 calories are required to digest the food you are eating. So we've got the thermic effect of food. Um, Then we have something called the NEAT factor, which stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. (laughs) Like That's a mouthful, isn't it? Non-exercise activity thermogenesis. This is a term for all the fidgeting we do. Now, I'm just going to put this out there. I am going to guess you are a person that fidgets. Most the women that I interact with, the kind of person that is on the other end of this podcast is a go-getter, a high achiever, a doer, ergo a fidgeter. I mean, you should see me as I record this podcast. My hand is moving. My head is moving. I am just, I'm a little wiggly worm all of the time. Now they've actually named this characteristic or this personality trait and tracked it and it's called your NEAT factor, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis factor. And on average, we burn an additional amount of calories every single day because we are fidgety human beings. Then on top of that, we have exercise. If that's something we participate in, that's an additional energy expenditure. And then beyond that, this is for anyone who's growing or healing or recovering from an energy, there's an additional 
energy requirement to meet your metabolic needs. So that's metabolism 101. There are a ton of things that go into building how many calories or how much energy you need in a day. So let's talk about how the body then uses these calories and metabolizes them and what happens internally. Now, if we go into our body and we look at who's in charge of orchestrating this great output of energy, it's really our thyroid. Our thyroid is the driver behind all the metabolic reactions in our body. Now, our thyroid kicks out a hormone called T4, which is then converted to T3, and this is the regulator of our metabolism. The more T3 we have floating around, the more our metabolism is working and cranking up. Like, I kind of think of it like your T, like if we look at a fire, a campfire, and all of a sudden, like it's got a little bit of a, a burn to it. And then all of a sudden I throw like some pine needles on it. You see that fire go whew, really big. And then we throw another log and whew, now the fire's blazing, right? Because we put that, those pine needles on it and got it started. Your T3 is, is like the pine needles of your metabolic campfire. It gets thrown on there and boof, we have a flame. Now things are going and that log can catch fire. So that transition from T4 to T3 is really important for the body because that turns up the fire on your metabolism. Now, there are specific micronutrients that your body needs to turn T3 into T4. It needs selenium, zinc, adequate glucose, and hydration. It needs all four of those things to make that happen. Now, one of the things that happens when we don't eat enough, like we're not eating enough to meet all the requirements of what our metabolism needs. So remember all that list I went over, the the um, basal metabolic rate, the activities of daily living, all of that. Like if we're not eating enough, what happens is T4 doesn't get converted to T3. Instead, it gets converted to something called reverse T3. This is the hormone that is similar to what like bears produce when they go into hibernation. It decreases our metabolism. It tells the body, hey, slow everything down because we need to conserve energy. So when people go through a major carb cut, which a lot of folks are doing right now, we are not giving our thyroid adequate glucose. And so it's going to slow that process of converting T4 to T3. When we do a major calorie cut, we tend to miss out on micronutrients and not get enough selenium and zinc, which will also prohibit the the turnover from T4 to T3, which again is going to slow our metabolism. This is a major problem. And this is one of the big mistakes I see folks make as they go into New Year's and they think, okay, you know, I'm coming off the holidays. I've had all this extra food, or maybe I feel like I've gained weight or I've overindulged. So now I'm going to do this crazy cut. And it's such a hard cut that it actually kicks our metabolism into that hypometabolic state. Now, the problem with the body is it has a memory. And the more we do this, the more we oscillate from like a high calorie intake to a really low calorie intake and not giving our body adequate fuel, it starts to over time decrease that metabolism. And that can be recovered with adequate nutrition, but over time and repeating it and repeating it, the body remembers that and it starts to, you know, gets traumatized. It doesn't trust that you're going to feed it again. So that's one of the first problems I see with these major carb cuts is that it's, it prohibits our thyroid from optimally functioning and keeping that T4 turning into T3 to where we can have an elevated metabolism. Now, one of the other things that happens with these carb cuts, which subsequently create a calorie cut, 
is that we kick ourselves into something called a relative energy deficiency. Now, this is one of my favorite nerdy topics. This is the work I love to do with athletes, and I work with our local university, and I'm fortunate enough to get to see all the high-risk athletes or the athletes that are struggling with something called REDS, which is the clinical term for relative energy deficiency. Essentially what this is, is it's looking at how much energy we have available for that resting metabolic rate that we talked about. So how much energy do we have for our body to do basic metabolic function after we take into consideration how much you've eaten and how much energy you have burned from your exercise and activities of daily living. So this is a fascinating assessment to do with the folks I work with. We look at, okay, if we if you're eating 1,500 calories, right, and you're expending 500, that means you only have 1,000 available for metabolic function. And one of the cool things we can do is actually look at how this is relative to your fat-free mass, and which is your metabolically active tissue. And we can come up with a number that says, okay, this is a safe calorie level for you, whereas if we go below this number, we're actually putting your body into this relative energy deficiency where there's a myriad of other metabolic complications. So the clinical term, like I said, is a relative energy deficiency. And what we find is if that you get flagged for this, you're not eating enough to support your basal metabolic rate. We see things like endocrine dysfunction, menstrual dysfunction, there can be cardiovascular issues, gastrointestinal issues, low iron. If you're in the teenage years or your your kids are going through this, it stunts growth and development. We do see that any psychological issues with food become worse. There's immune suppression and then there's metabolic dysfunction. So a lot that comes with this and working with primarily women, I do work with men, some men, but working with primarily women I'm particularly interested in the hormone dysfunction that comes with this. And, you know, I got to say, this is one of my biggest pet peeves is I will see um, teenagers and young adults and, and, and young women that come in and their hormones are off, their metab- or their um, menstrual cycles all over the place. And when they go see a physician who, I, granted, I think they have, they're up against a lot, right? The physicians have like 15 minutes to meet with these patients and cure all of their problems. So this isn't a criticism of doctors. I think they're doing the best they can, but what happens is they get put on medication or they get put on a hormone replacement therapy to try to normalize their hormones without ever investigating, like, are they eating enough? Up to 65% of athletes, of people who move their body on purpose, do not eat enough to support their workout and their metabolic function, and they're experiencing menstrual abnormalities. That's a huge chunk of people out there. So I'm a big advocate for, we've, we got to make sure you're eating enough. And even if your goal is weight loss, even if you are looking to go down that path, we still have to make sure you're eating enough. Like, are you eating enough protein? Are you eating enough of the, the nutrient-dense kinds of foods to give your thyroid selenium and zinc and iodine? Like, are you still getting enough? Our culture is so hyperfixated on eat less, weigh less, be, le- be less. It's so sad. And I want to challenge you this year as we are in this weight loss season to look at are you getting enough? Are you fueling your body with adequate amounts of fuel and carbohydrates? Okay, just one more tidbit of nerdy information here. I pulled this from a review on relative energy deficiency, and I loved it because it talked about how, I mean, I just talked about the female sex hormone 
imbalances that come with low energy availability, but they've also found that low energy availability impacts some of our metabolic hormones like insulin, which is responsible for pulling our basically when we eat carbohydrates, pulling that carbohydrate or glucose molecule into our cells to be used as energy. Having low energy influences our insulin protection. It's also going to influence our cortisol. It's going to spike it up, putting our body in a constant state of stress. It's going to impact growth hormone. It's going to impact our ghrelin levels, which are hunger hormones. It's going to impact our leptin levels, which are our satiety hormones. And what I found, and I talk about this in more detail inside uh, my program, The Empowered Eating Method, but ghrelin, our hunger hormone, when we initially go into that low energy available state, ghrelin, our hunger hormone, shoots through the roof, right? Like that's the natural survival mechanism. Your body's saying, we don't have enough. Get some food in me, sister. <laughs> but over time, as we ignore that, it starts to dissipate. So this is one of my biggest struggles with women who have gone on and off yo-yo dieting is that they're, they don't know how to read their hunger hormones because they've ignored them for so long. They don't work efficiently anymore. We also see that with leptin, which is our satiety hormone. This is the hormone. It's actually produced by our fat cells and it sends a message to the brain and says, hey, we have enough. Like we've, we are satisfied. If we binge eat or overeat for so long, our brain starts to become resistant to this hormone. So there is this reset period if we've been in a low energy available state for a period of time. Okay, so what what are we supposed to do? This is a lot of information. Can you tell I could just go on and on about this stuff? What are we supposed to do about all these carb cuts that are happening? Like Jess, you say we need carbs, but so many diets are telling us we need to cut carbs. Here's the deal. You need carbs, period. Like th that is a non-negotiable. Your body has a certain level of carbohydrate intake that you will feel better living off of. So the first step is determining what your carbohydrate level is. Like what is that for your body based on your goals and how you're wanting to care for your body now. We use biofeedback to judge that. Like what's your lab work? What's your energy levels? Are you sleeping through the night? What are your hormone balances? We can look at all that to determine what is an appropriate amount of carbohydrate for your body. Then the second step is what kind of carbohydrates. Now, you know, as an empowered eater, if you've listened to this before, you know I'm an advocate for not categorizing foods as good or bad foods. I think the language we use behind food is so important and it's powerful. I don't believe in a hierarchy of foods. So I don't think there are good carbs or bad carbs. I do think there are more nutritious carbs. <laughs> so when you're looking at what kind of carbohydrates to fuel your body with, there are two things we need to know. One, we need to know what kind of carbs feel good in my body. Inside my program, I have this worksheet where I have folks like identify the carbs that they're eating and then we look at what fuel group they're from and then evaluate like what's our body's biofeedback from this carbohydrate. Is this a carb that energizes? Is it one that influences my bowel movements? And we go through the whole list to determine if this is a carbohydrate that my body loves, right? Like beyond just my taste buds because most of us, our taste buds love carbohydrates. <laughs> so there's that piece. But there's also this part of carbohydrates and understanding that our body can also handle some of the not so nutritious carbohydrates, especially when we eat them mindfully. So I go into carbs with this, like we, we have to figure out what our level is. What is the amount of carbs that allows us to have energy and feel good? And then how can we balance providing nutrient dense carbs and enjoying the fun carbs 
in a mindful and empowered way. I'm laying this out here like it's easy peasy, but I will tell you, (laughs) it's not my friend. Like this is something that is difficult to do. And if you have been fortunate enough to discover this balance, I want to commend you because you are among the smaller percentage of women who have mastered this. If you haven't, sister, you are not alone. Like this is 90% of the conversations I have with women. So my hope today is that we open the door to one, like not cutting carbs. Like let's just not do that. (laughs) That's going to cause hormonal imbalances and we are battling enough of that as it is. And, you know, I want to keep my hair. That's the biggest thing that happens with hormone imbalances. Our hair thins out. We don't got time for that. We want to keep our hair. So let's not cut the carbs, but maybe we can do some investigation on the amount and types that our body thrives on. And when we come to it with this posture of curiosity, it's a lot less daunting than like the I can't have carbs approach, which is what so many people out there are telling you right now. And I just, I want to be that voice that says, no, don't listen to that you can have carbs, sister. Like you need carbs. (laughs) You absolutely need carbs. And if you need a little extra help in figuring out the how much and what type, one, there is no magic list. You're going to have to do the work. I I hate to break it to you. (laughs) And two, I would love to help you figure that out. So if you want more information on working with me, you can head over to my website, JessBrownRD.com. You can book a discovery call with me and we can chat about what that might look like for you and your journey. But in the meantime, can we all agree to throw out the no carbs thing? Can we just toss it out the window? Let's keep our thyroid functioning. Let's support our thyroid turning T4 into T3 so we can keep our metabolism cranking. We can keep our hormones in balance. So every time you eat a piece of fruit or a piece of toast or whatever carbohydrate you choose to eat this week, I want you to tell yourself, I'm just supporting that T3, sister. That's what you're doing. (laughs) All right, my friend, I hope you have a beautiful rest of this week. Cheers and happy eating. Gosh, I'm so glad you joined me today. If today encouraged you, would you take a minute and encourage me by leaving a review for the show? I read every single one of these reviews and your words, they mean so much to me. This podcast is here to support you weekly, but it only scratches the surface. To learn more on how you can become an empowered eater, snag my free workshop, how to eat intuitively and hit your goals without obsessing over food at JessBrownRD.com. Don't forget to join me right here next Monday where I cannot wait to fuel your awesome. Cheers, my sweet friend, and happy eating.